When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Time to play with pain. Hosted by Emmy-winning comedian and writer Jeff Cesario. Interviewing guests from comedy, entertainment, and sports. Plus, legendary sportscaster Chet Waterhouse. Don't worry, this shouldn't take longer than your average trip to Costco. And now, here's your host... Jeff Cesario. What is happening? Welcome to Play With Pain. My guest today, great stand-up, On the Road As We Speak, with uh, Jim Gaffigan, former teacher who got out just before they started to get firearms training, the hilarious Ted Alexander. Ted, how are you? You look good. You look trapped in in an interesting room. Yeah, yeah, I am more or less trapped. I'm on the road, uh, Spokane, Washington. I'm in a hotel room. Uh, you know how it goes. After a while, it feels like home, but you also feel somewhat insane. So I'm happy to be speaking to you. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. I'm, really, Not, uh, I'm gauging my own mental state more than doing a podcast right now. Yeah. Well, hey, look, if I can provide a service, I'm a happy man. <laughs> uh, now, Chet, do you happen to have an update for us? I worked so hard, Snopes.com said we got nothing on him. Time for the Waterhouse Update, sponsored by Spit Stop, the gas station just for tobacco chewers. America's pastime. Now I'm not wondering why all poxes are named after animals. Baseball! Like everything else out west, the Dodgers are on fire. After getting swept by L.A., the Padres called the Nationals and said, take Soto back. We don't want him. Mets! Like a fat German in a hot tub, they just keep coming at you. That wrap-up sponsored by Nutsacks. A perfect serving of nuts, Ted, in a pocket-sized sack. That's Nutsacks. NFL looking to suspend Deshaun Watson longer than the judge recommended. Said the Browns, we support women. Uh, No, hang on. We got cheerleader tryouts right now. Rams quarterback Matt Stafford sidelined with an injury. It's nothing, said Stafford through the glass walls of the ICU. That item sponsored by Slaptop, the computer that's also a conga drum. Golf! 20-year-old Jiu-Yung Kim won the Wyndham Classic. At 20, I wasn't even driving a Rambler Classic. And finally, this week in sports history, the year 1905. The place, Pennsylvania. Young Ty Cobb's mom shoots his dad dead after mistaking him for a burglar. This may explain uh, some of Ty Cobb's speed. This Waterhouse Update sponsored by Craprika. If you just want your deviled eggs to look tasty, try Craprika. Back to you, boys. Wow, thank you, Ted. That was, I mean, thank you, Chet. That was impressive. Thank you, Ted, for sitting through that. <laughs> you know, any chance I get to hear uh, legendary broadcaster Chet Waterhouse do, do his thing, 
And and with the recent loss of Vince Scully, we're we're you know we're down yeah. one of the legends. So Chet is really kind of occupying rarefied air by himself now. Yeah, he's moved up to 353rd on the uh, legendary sportscaster list. Uh, yeah, tip of the cap to Vin for that. Uh, you're on the road. Uh, you've admitted it. Uh, for me, this always feels. When I get on the road, you're on the road with Gavigan, quality comic, great venues, fun travel for the most part. I always felt like, you know, I'm out with Brian Regan and and I've been out earlier in my career with with David Sanborn, the music act. And it always felt like show business. I don't know if it still feels that way, but it feels like at least like I'm doing something. Then someone pays me. Then I travel to another place and do it. It felt uh, real. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. I always tell young comedians there's there's being a comedian and then there's having a job in show business. Those are two really <laughs> different things. Because a comedian is, you know, like you walk into a comedy club, most times you're not even sure if anyone's in charge, if there's a manager, like, you know, (laughs) how many times have you shown up to a club on the road and you're just like looking for that recognition on some employee's face that I'm here to, I'm here to greet you. You could be standing right next to a poster of yourself and they have a blank look. So yeah, so when you're on tour with with Jim Gaffigan or, like you said, any any big name, you, you know they're going to be greeted the second they arrive on the property. Right. They're going to whisk <laughs> you right in. They're going to expedite you, you know, checking in. So yeah. yeah, all of that is is so much better when you're kind of drafting on on so, uh, on an A lister who's who's getting the you know the treatment they deserve. The treatment, yeah. Uh, <laughs> people have badges at uh, the places you're performing at. <laughs> Whereas at a club, like you say, it's almost as if you're reminding them that there is a show this evening. <laughs> oh, 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 right. The guy's here. That's, that's the best yeah. you can hope for. <laughs> you can't, you can't have too much of an ego uh, in comedy because I mean, I've literally been walking into a club when the barker on the street will ask me, do you like comedy? Like they're trying to get people in. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm on the show that night, you know? (laughs) And And the response uh, of course is no. You know, I'm not a fan or I'm, I'm I'm on the fence. Uh, (laughs) Oh, that's a great one. I'm on the fence because now you're making them work a little bit because he's thinking, well, I could have somebody here who might come into the club Still doesn't recognize. Now he's going to work you a little bit. Well, hey, brighten up, buddy. Come on in. This is a whole new experience for you. <laughs> it's impressive. Yeah, yeah I'm, open, uh, I'm open to being convinced. I love the uh, designation between comedian, a comedian and having a job in show business. Uh, it's so true. You can walk into a club and if there's a bar at the club, there's just a there's just, you know, a tribe of comedians at the bar <laughs> and you can see it right there. None of them are, are working, <laughs> making any money at the bar right now. So it's a real distinction. Yeah. Yeah. I, I never really got sucked into the drinking uh, like a little bit on the road. Like when I first 
started going out on the road and you also realize things that later become stereotypes, like the bar staff that goes out every single night and, you know, invites you along. Um, Like when I was 26 or 27, I'd be like, yeah, let's go out. Great. You know, but then like you're there from Tuesday to Saturday or something. Right, right. And you're you're wrecked come like Thursday, you know, you're you're, you're all out because yeah. you don't live this way. Right. Uh, so, right. Yeah. But when I was in the city, I you know, in Manhattan, I never um I never did that because it was just like do your spot, go to the next club or or go home. Yeah. There's a little more of that in I think in New York uh than probably in Los Angeles. There's a hang quality to Los Angeles because you have to stay in case someone was in the room who saw your show and could change your life. You know, Hey, maybe Spielberg will cast me as soldier number three. So there's that kind of pathetic hang quality to LA where New York is just like, I am hungry and my wife's going to be pissed if she doesn't see me in about 20 minutes. So I'm out of here. Yeah. Yeah. And there's really no, expectation the only things that you really get from doing a set in in new york is maybe one of the other comics has something going on you know that you know right i've, I've gotten spots on like louis show back in the day or you know right things like that just because they see you and they're like oh yeah you can be you could be the uh the mc on this episode or whatever right. you know? <laughs> which is much more tangible than <laughs> than yeah. that. I and always the sheer hope that Byron Allen may see you and put you on funny. You should ask, you know, that that's. Yeah. I preferred the comic who I knew saying like, Hey, do my, you know, that, that was a tangible showbiz and a comfortable showbiz. Then like, yeah. Why don't you come in and read for this or whatever. Like right. one time it did happen. <laughs> We're going to extend your disappointment with tonight's set by asking you to come and audition for something you won't get. <laughs> right. right. Oh, yeah. As soon as you hear those words like read for, I'm like, I don't know. I know. No, I, ba- I barely read anyway. But the thing is, uh, yeah, with, with, uh, with that, the one time that it did happen that I was like shocked was for Oz, Tom Fontana, the creator of Oz. Oh, wow. Was, unbeknownst to me, was at a show. I was uh, opening for Susie Essman years ago. And uh, and Tom Fontana, his office called me the next day and said, we saw your set and uh, we want to have you come in. And they didn't, they didn't say read. They said they, want, they wanted me to meet with Tom. Uh, so that felt a little like, you know, more interesting it's a a step up you know yeah yeah so I went in I I, he just wanted to talk to me really and then had a conversation he had me read a couple things and I got cast so it was uh that was like fantastic that was the most seamless kind of thing that just like whoa I had you know I wasn't expecting any of this that's a beautiful showbiz moment and if you hadn't got cast this is has happened to me a couple times and you go, oh, oh, so my 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 actual real personality torpedoed the gig. <laughs> right. They just have you come in. And, oh, just talk. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're wrong. <laughs> oh, yeah. really? Yeah, I feel so uncomfortable. Like when it's just like, oh, we want to have a human interaction. I'm like, do you? Like, <laughs> it's, 
it, it feels you feel out of sorts when they just want you know like usually it's like let's get right to the to the sides or whatever but yeah he just he wanted to talk he had seen my set which also that always really that helps. helps yeah again half the times it's like that barker who's asking me if i like comedy half the times when you're sitting before a casting person or, or whoever you know they're like well tell me a little about yourself i'm like you know, like I do comedy every single night, uh, you know, like multiple yeah. times. <laughs> like, you don't know anything about me. <laughs> I'm not saying that you, you have to know my canon, but just like yeah. this yeah. doesn't it doesn't entail a trip to the library anymore. You can really just Google the name <laughs> now if you right. want. I can sit here for 30 seconds and sip the water. it's funny you say that i had that happen one time when i was pitching my web series teacher's lounge to an agent that i just signed with so i sent you know and and by the way you know it was the usual rigmarole where he's like we're so excited to work with you you know we can't wait to be in the ted alexandro (laughs) business so uh i sent him a couple links to uh to teacher's lounge which people can watch on on youtube um and he didn't watch it. So the, I'm on the phone with him and he's like, I have some notes. I haven't watched it yet. Uh, but have you considered moving it from a teacher's lounge to somewhere else? And I was like, like <laughs> a golf course. Like uh, I was a teacher, you know? So, you know, it was wow. the same thing. I was like, you, you could have yeah. postponed this meeting by a minute and, uh, <laughs> and just watched a couple of things. Because it almost sounds in a phone conversation like that, to me, it always sounds like maybe he's he's been kidnapped and they have a gun to his head and he, he's being forced to say this because <laughs> that's, that's what it sounds like. That's the only circumstances that, that I could forgive him. Not, you know, if he's yeah. under threat of uh, being killed. Yeah. Now, I noticed in some of the uh, uh, pictures from the gigs you've been doing with Jim, like one of the shows, T-shirts, and then another show, like uh, collared shirts, like, you know, and uh, where do you draw the line? What do you, <laughs> what gig do you walk in and you look at Jim and you go, T-shirts tonight, right? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> when does that happen? <laughs> yeah, well, it is definitely like, you know, it's it's his show and everything. So I, I do have to gauge, you know, I don't I don't like to comparatively be underdressed or overdressed. Right. Yeah. Uh, but we've been doing a lot of outdoor amphitheaters and it's hot, you know, so. Oh, yeah, yeah. And also a lot of times we're trapped. It's 11 shows, 11 cities in 11 nights. So we're constantly going to the next wow. city or coming or arriving. So sometimes I have my collared shirt in my suitcase and, you know, we'll arrive and I'll say like, what do you, are we going to, you know, should I get, uh, uh, should I get a steamer from the the place? And he's like, nah, you know, so, I mean, if it was my own show, I'd I'd probably be wearing a t-shirt anyway, but for his, I, you know, I packed a few collared shirts. It's, it's the, it's the halting conversation you have after 20 years of marriage Wondering if you're going to try to have sex that evening. <laughs> Should we? I don't because I got a thing in the maybe it's 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 just the stumbling. <laughs> That's impressive. But 11 shows in 11 days. Again, that is just the rocket ship of showbiz. It's still the it's still the rock, the bedrock. 
you know, it's yeah. what a great feeling. Um, what bothers you on the road? The littler things. Cause when I would get on the road, it would be a real reminder of some things that irritate me. Like if I'm in line at a place and you're generally, when you're on the road, you have a little bit of a time constraint. There's a road manager, someone saying, all right, you got five or 10 minutes, jump out and grab something and come back in the bus or whatever. And I'd be behind two or three people who were clearly friends and talking to each other and, and having fun together. They're together. And then when it comes time to be served at the head of the line, only one of them goes and then the other two wait. And then some, another clerk opens up and they go, they, they order, they suck up three clerks for one order. I don't right. understand that. You, you are, are a unit. Fans. You're a fan. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I would I would uh I would call that out. You know, I'd say, look. <laughs> you would actually <laughs> say something to. <laughs> obviously, the flow of your day has a more of a lazy pace. You're reconnecting, <laughs> things going on. I'm gonna need you to be at one station, you know, placing your order. Yeah. Because it those are those are the things that are amplified when you're by yourself on the road. Because you're already there's a kind of a heightened sense of like, you know, you're, you're probably checking out in two hours, or you know, you you have a brief window of time to like sightsee or do anything other than being right. Yeah, so like you're you're already your your nerves are a little bit fried. Like this morning, I have the do not disturb thing on, and it's not. It's not even a hanger. It's a it's a an electronic push the button. It lights up. So it can't be ripped off by an eight year old with floaties headed to the pool. It's not there. Clear. Can't be misunderstood. And I get a knock and then I get a second knock. And this is like, you know, maybe eight thirty. So oh, it's just, yeah. And uh, so I go and there's a guy and he's holding towels and he's smiling. Uh, you know, and I say, um, I didn't, I didn't ask for anything. I, in fact, I have do not disturb. (laughs) And he said, Oh, but, uh, I got word that, you know, your room. And I said, it wasn't for me. Um, (laughs) I assure you, I just got in last night. All my, all my towels are good. And uh, now you're in a conversation with the guy, (laughs) which is waking you up. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What a yeah. nightmare. <laughs> yeah. So then he then he says, uh, no, no, I have your room. And then he checks and it's not it's not my room. And he's like, oh, so, you know, sorry. I'm like, it's OK. It's OK. But like those kind of things, you know, uh, because for them, it's one interaction. I mean, I, you know, I guess they probably have several of those a day. But yeah. For you, it's like uh, the, the seventh hotel room in the seventh city or whatever. Yeah. you're just like, you know, I just need, you know, you need your precious yeah. <laughs> sleep time and. And hotel time, because sometimes also like, you know, you, you have to get out at 11 and we're not booked for another day at the, in the hotel. So you have to get out. Right. Right. You have to mill around and find something to do. So I need to sleep. Yeah. That's that uh, gray zone mentally where for, yeah. for, for, for no reason, really, you have to be out of the hotel room. They could easily let you stay till. 12 they have an entire floor of rooms to clean they don't have to start with yours they could end with yours you'd be fine but then you gotta kind of hobble down to the lobby and kind of go is there any sightseeing within like about a half a block of here 
<laughs> yes, it's true, man. It, you know, is there an Apple Museum or something? I don't know. So. It's funny because, like, you know, you you see all this like self help stuff, and you're constantly scrolling like people who are living life to the fullest. And I mean, I think, <laughs> I like to think of myself as like you know a motivated, optimistic person, generally speaking. But right. when it comes to like eleven, we're out of the room. I'm like, all right, I'm sitting in the lobby. <laughs> I'm not doing a damn thing. (laughs) Yeah. I might get the strength to lift up a printed magazine of some sort, but probably not. (laughs) Probably just stay right on the phone. Hey guys, that item sponsored by lotions. 11, the smoothest, most radiant heist gang ever. That's lotions. 11 back to you guys. Um, uh, Here's another thing that irritates the crap out of me. Uh, and it's highlighted again on the road. You had a convenience store or something, and someone's looking at stuff uh, in the freezer compartments. And to do it, they open the door to the freezer compartment. And yeah. I had a guy literally a couple of days ago, he had his leg in it, you know, like he's keeping an elevator open. And he's leaning back so he can get a wider panorama of what they have to offer. And then he shuts it. The second he shuts it, bam, like three glass doors cloud up and you can't see shit in the freezer now. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Those those are always, you know, I personally, I feel like there's a timer on that. And I start to sweat a little where it's like I have it open. And I think, you know, like, Five to eight seconds is, is yes, yes, you know, acceptable. Yeah, but then I'm a little indecisive, and then I feel like <laughs> that guy, and I know guys like you, you know, yeah, because I know the etiquette, and I'm like, oh, I need a few extra seconds, but I know I'm I'm gumming up the works. <laughs> sure, and that's how you wind up with a, a a frozen burrito with a green label, and you just go, I I, I thought I'd try it. <laughs> yeah. My supermarket now has this thing. I don't know if they, they have it near you where it's uh, motion activated lights. So like, yes, the, the burritos light up. It's, it's almost like a bit like showbiz where they, you know, <laughs> like, a, like, a, like right. an open, opening night. <laughs> you know? Sure. Exactly. Come on, tamales. It's our chance. <laughs> it's our big break. <laughs> I can feel it. Uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, well, that's in New York. If they're getting that in New York, then New York's coming a long way in terms of supermarkets. Because because uh, when I would visit in like the 90s, even I, my brother lived there for a long time and I would visit and do clubs and just do stand up and stuff. But I remember the supermarket or the markets there were just like <laughs> they had bananas that looked like they came on the back of a burrow directly from Mexico. They were all bloody and black and, and the cereal yeah. that, you know, there, there was like corn checks about 14 feet above you on a shelf. And you go, I really want corn checks. And he goes, that's 1195. And you go, I don't want cereal that bad. It was such a great experience. I would love going into those markets. Yeah. It is kind of lawless. And it almost <laughs> seems like, the warehouse. You're at the warehouse <laughs> for this that, that supplies the supermarket. Yeah, but it's like <laughs> it's very bizarre. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it's exactly like that. It's like the warehouse that should be supplying an actual supermarket. Um, how you doing with the New York uh, baseball teams right now? 
uh, both in first. There's yeah. got to be a level of excitement there that that that's incomparable. On I I can't I, I got nothing to compare it to. Yeah, it, it's always exciting when both teams are good. I'm I'm from Queens, New York. Grew up a diehard Mets fan. Uh, so really, the the only championship series of note, like when I was aware enough, was the '86 Mets. Uh, so I haven't, you know, I haven't had a championship since, or or that that kind of dominance the way the right. Mets did. Um, but it looks like this team is kind of, and and mind you, I have two like toddlers. I have a two and a half year old son and a 15 month old daughter. So I'm on a text chain with, with uh, my brothers and old friends where they're talking about the Mets. And for most of the season, I just like, I didn't know what they were talking about or who who this player is, you know, but they've been so good that I've had to like neglect my children basically and, and kind of catch up on, on how the Mets are doing. Yeah. Especially now that I'm on the road, now I've been like digging in and I, now I'm up to speed. Yeah, now you can focus. That's impressive there. Yes. And let's get, is, it, all, it all starts with ownership. They have this new owner who's like a hedge fund guy, Steve Cohn, and he's spending, you know, and he, yeah. he's bringing people in. And, you know, so when you're on that side of things, uh, it feels good. But, it, you know, like when it was always maybe the Yankees or Steinbrenner or whoever else. Right. Then you could... Uh, kind of you know say they bought a championship or it's not legit or whatever yeah right and now you're now you're feeling it uh what a great conundrum to have young kids and sort of uh, be forced forcibly drawn back into the world of sports uh by friends and by the road just allowing you the time so you know the next time someone knocks on your door like hang on i'm in the middle of lindor stats I've got to analyze this. What do you? I don't have any time. <laughs> yes, because you know yeah. it's finite. The second you get home, it's it's back. Boom! The spotlight's back on the kids. It's over. Yeah, I'll never I'll never have a chance to look over Lindor's stats at home. <laughs> no, you know. Yeah, no. Look at his <laughs> average against righty relievers. There's no ability to go that deep when you're at home. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. And that's what's so weird about the complete 180 of, of being on the road is suddenly that's all I have time for. Like I, ha- I have a book of George Orwell's essays that I brought with me that I've read like, you know, three pages, not even consecutively, like a page here. <laughs> that's and- good for Orwell. <laughs> <laughs> and then back back to Lindor's stats with Cleveland. <laughs> That's 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 subconsciously the book you're hoping to lose on the road. <laughs> yeah, it's impressive to carry around. Like you know, when I enter a coffee shop, they're like, <laughs> "This is the kind of clientele we've been hoping to attract." Oh yeah, exactly. Don't put him at the community table. Give him his own table in the window. He'll suck people in. Look at that beard. Uh, now I got to know if you're with me or against me on this one. Uh, ESPN top 10 highlights. Gary and I were kicking this around uh, the other because my wife got me on it too. And she's absolutely right. As is Gary, as am I. Uh, So I'm kind of teeing this up a little too high in case you don't agree with me, but (laughs) in the top 10 highlights, they've been putting like literally consistently two lacrosse highlights every, uh, every, every night. 
and and it's unwatchable. You cannot tell what they're doing. It, it looks like a, it looks like a baggage cart tipped over at the airport. You're looking out your airport window, your airplane window, and there's a bunch of baggage people trying to get everything. But that's what a lacrosse match looks like <laughs> from any level of this. And the only time you can tell if somebody scored is if the net does a, a little flutter like that. That's the only th- you can't see what they're throwing around. Yeah. You can't even notice the move. I think it's just a person at ESPN who played lacrosse in college, and they're in charge of providing the 25 highlights from which they then picked the 10 highlights. So he overloads it with seven lacrosse highlights, and I'm yeah. pissed about it. Oh, I agree. I agree. I can't stand when they have these fringe you. sports, you know. Right. By fringe, I mean anything that's not baseball, basketball, or football. <laughs> right. You know, you can have a separate thing where it's like stupid pet tricks or, you know, like. <laughs> sure. Esports exist too, you know. Uh, and now, mind you, I understand that lacrosse is a, a great sport and they're great athletes. But it, to me, it's one of those sports that you have to be there for. Like, yeah. you know, you're there, you get swept up, you appreciate the athleticism. But certain things, like you said, they don't televise well. And if all you see is a little flutter of the net or, you know, you see guys celebrating and you don't even know what the hell just happened. Yeah. Like we didn't grow up with the game. So it's like, why are you force feeding us? You know, I'm this maybe this generation has a passing familiarity with it. But like to me, it's like hockey with with uh, sticks that you're cradling. Yeah. Now, now here's a crap sport that deserves a highlight. I flashed by this on literally on ESPN Ocho, which I thought was a joke, but it's there. It's not a joke. And and they were showing the uh, World Pogo Stick Championships uh, live from from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Why I don't why I don't know Pittsburgh. And I don't mean to take too much time. I'll try to describe this as quickly as possible because I have to describe it to someone, Ted. Uh, they pan the stands, 18 people. And it's Pittsburgh. So, you know, they're, they're probably going to heckle quickly. <laughs> so the first guy starts and they got like a little bad, like a, a dog agility course laid out for the pogo stickers. And and they, they got him pumped, as the guy repeated several times, the color commentator. Uh, these are pumped to 70. Uh, you know, they pump the air, I don't know, 70, whatever, however you measure air. And and the first guy comes out, and he's from, um, he works at Google. And this is like a, a side thing he does. But he's got the trimmed beard. He looks like a guy who works at Google. And glasses, and he starts, to, and he falls off immediately. And then he jumps back on, and he finishes his routine. And uh, he stops, and he gets a you know a, the the best round of applause you can get for eighteen people. And 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 then someone says, like an official says, you have thirty seconds left. Uh-huh. So he goes, okay. So he gets back on the pogo stick, and he tries to jump on an incline. Wham! Just shat right on his kneecap shatters his kneecap he's down he's in a it's excruciating pain he's holding his kneecap and the announcer says well the, fortunately the paramedics are coming and they cut to a shot of like where the paramedics are supposed to be there nobody's there <laughs> and then these two paramedics come like walking in like oh man i thought we had the afternoon off i didn't think anything would happen so they're hauling this guy off the next guy comes out he's naked from the waist up 
and he might be a meth head and he's got tattoos and 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 he starts whipping through the course at amazing speed and you go okay maybe the first guy was just you know like not really into it or it was more of a hobby then suddenly this dude naked from the waist sideways he hits off something wrong bam he goes totally sideways bam he falls he's like concussed he's out now one of the paramedics has to leave the other guy. We're two contestants in. <laughs> and they both need a paramedic. <laughs> They're both, they both need a paramedic. And I thought, well, I'll give them this. This is wildly entertaining. This I would see on the top 10. Right, right. Because that's the kind of thing you're going to give it, you know, three minutes, four minutes. <laughs> and if someone needs a paramedic, you're going to give it another five. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's a sport. Now, uh, are you are you staying in shape on the road, which might be doubly hard with Gaffigan? Because I imagine he he you know he's a treat conscious. You know, he seems like oh, hang on, well, yeah. a I'll yeah. grab that. You know, we have it's it's usually three of us, but on this tour it's four because uh, Jim's sixteen year old son Jack is out with us as well. So Jack has been doing, you know, maybe three minutes a night um, and doing quite well, actually. Oh, that's fantastic. It's funny. Yeah, it's fun to see, man. So, yeah, 16 years old, he goes out there, opens the show, does, you know, uh, he's got some good tight jokes and then some other stuff where he's finding it. But uh, it's it's fun to watch, you know, especially as a as a hardened old uh, veteran. It's, it's fun to see the kids doing it. When did you start? 24. I started 27. So yeah. 16 is mind boggling to me. Right. Yeah. I mean, I said to him, this is all like free, free education, you know, where first of all, you're going out in front of thousands of people. Um, but, you know, it's not like he's going to be doing any of these jokes probably in two years, much less in seven years. So he just get, he's getting a, an education. Um, yeah, so it's it's kind of it's kind of cool to see like someone figuring it out night to night, and uh, also it's funny with the father son relationship because some yeah, I don't want to I don't want to go out there tonight, Dad. He's like, no, you're you're doing it. You know, we said you're gonna you're gonna do all. He's like, come on, and then I try to chime in and say, uh, well, Jim, he's got a point. No, I. I <laughs> <laughs> no, I got the other way. I say uh, you got you got to get out. This is what the job is. You got to go out there, especially the nights where you're not feeling it. You know, so uh, yeah, he hasn't missed a night yet. But to your point, uh, our tour manager is is uh, in good shape. So I look to him. Ah. I say, look, I need a buddy. I need some motivation. So you know, he'll go to the to the gym in the hotel, or we'll go for a walk. Or and I've also been trying to do push ups and sit ups in the room. So I've I've been pretty decent on this trip all things considered yeah i uh uh when i get in a hotel room that's it nobody uh, nobody's in or out uh <laughs> i i don't even let the maid in I'm, it's like i'm not a pig i know how to keep a room clean for four days i'm okay <laughs> you know what i mean for a night or two i'm fine so yeah and then you do you kind of go classic uh, uh like like 50s like Jack, or 60s. Jack yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're going hang on that coffee table's got two legs if i lift it in just the right way <laughs> yeah i've got a curling bar look at me 
<laughs> Absolutely. You're just looking for things like, you know, if I, if I, if I take that back and forth, I do some waist twist and then I, I press it. Yeah. So anything could possibly, you know, if you're in that mindset, but you, you know, it takes a while to get there, but I do, I do some push-ups. I do like a modified yoga thing. Cause I was doing yoga with my wife for a little while. So I learned just enough to, to be dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know I got to get out of the room when I do this for more than 10 minutes, crumple up a nice size piece of paper, nice and tight, place the wastebasket at the opposite end of the room and just try to get curveballs in it. <laughs> oh, you take it the extra step. You do the yeah. curve. Yeah. Yeah. I try to, I try to get a curve. See, cause you usually have to go over a bed and maybe between two lighting fixtures to hit the, Right. the wastebasket just at yeah. the right point i mean a straight shot doesn't exist really in a hotel room there's always going to be something. yeah there's yeah. always going to be something yeah that's true always something in a hotel so uh where do you go from here what what what's the tour dates uh first of all uh folks the, uh, the great ted alexander on the road right now with jim gaffigan and jim gaffigan's son jack which is in, jack which is impressive nice italian name uh <laughs> Jack that's, that's impressive um so uh, he's on twitter at ted alexandro correct that's correct now uh, where you go from here because this is this is dropping soon i'll let you know so before any weekend shows uh pop them out there well let me let me just double check that because yeah we it's a total west coast run and i know that we're winding up in san diego on sunday the 15th of august uh, but let me just give your, your folks the, at least the weekend dates. Uh, the 13th will be in Fresno. Uh, oh, nice. I like Fresno. Yeah. Good yeah. road city. Yeah, it is. Fresno is fun. We've got, uh, oh, I'm sorry. I, I should probably back it up. Uh, Paso Robles is August 12th at the Vina Robles Amphitheater. If I'm saying oh, that right. that's one of those wine. Uh, that's, I think that's a wine gig. Is that we've had a couple I, of those already? I think though those are great. Yeah, we did Mountain Winery in uh, Saratoga. Yeah, did, they're crazy, man. Yeah, I would think. I mean, I've only done like one, but I would think e- even hecklers would be really quiet at a at a wine at a winery gig. <laughs> you feel? Yeah, it's more like a a book signing than a comedy <laughs> show. Like they're very polite, very attentive. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's hilarious. <laughs> it's an act signing. Uh, <laughs> all right, so you're in Paso Robles, then you go to Fresno, and then we wrap up at the Cal Coast Credit Union Open Air Theater. It sounds like a Chet Waterhouse, the Cal Coast <laughs> Credit Union Open Air Theater in San Diego. Man, oh man, oh man, you do not want to miss that sponsored incidentally by Rocket City, the jet blue of space travel and Slacker Barrel. Come on in and eat or not. We don't really care. Uh, <laughs> well, that's great. Ted, thanks so much for coming on. What a blast. I always like to, uh, uh, hey, before, before, before we leave, if you can, off the top of your head, horrible gig, worst gig story. I love, I don't know why I like collecting these. Because they're usually in the weirdest cracks of a performer's career where you wouldn't expect them. Um, I I remember doing the Connecticut Grocers Association and the air conditioning went out and it was literally like one Catholic church fan in a room for 1200. And all I remember is like nothing happened. At least they didn't heckle. And I got a check. 
which was great. But then I got this note from them like that I could use in my portfolio to help me get other gigs. And it was like, uh, it, it sounded like a combat uh, commendation. It was like, under grave duress, you know, I was like, I can't, put, that's not going to help me get another gig. Right. Served with valor. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, um, I mean, I've had so many over the years. One that came to mind when you, when you described that was I, I got this corporate for Budweiser, but it was for like their drivers. And I was, you know, under 30, I was probably 28 or so. And my, my set at that point was like, you know, I had been an elementary school music teacher. So I'm doing my stuff about, you know, kids and, and the, the recorder and, you know, right. and it's like this rowdy group of, you know, truckers basically. <laughs> and they're yeah. drunk. They've been drinking since, you know, the afternoon. This is like their one, like, let's, we're going all out this weekend. And there's like Bud Girls, you know, they had the Bud Girls in bathing suits walking around. So I'm competing with them like they're serving the drink. And and I'm like this kid with no life experience talking about like teaching kindergarten. (laughs) Yeah, they they were just yelling over me. And, you know, I was supposed to be 20. I think I got through like maybe 10 or 12. Yeah, it was it was pretty ugly. That's impressive that you lasted that long. Uh, these gigs clearly uh, much higher plane. Uh, continue to us. Have a blast on the road. Say hi to Jim, and uh, and thanks for coming on. I, I appreciate you waking up to do it. Oh, Jeff, you know the, I had an eight thirty wake up. You know they they got they got <laughs> to be early. <laughs> yeah. uh, so follow Ted on Twitter at tele, Ted Alexandro. Follow me on Twitter at Real Jeff Cesario. My album, What Was I Thinking, streaming everywhere now. The Play With Pain mugs available at jeffcesario.com. That's right. I actually have merch. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Tell your friends. I'm having a blast doing this, uh, as you can see. Uh, Chet, what do you got cooking this weekend? Oh, brother, this week I'll be in Peeling Skin, Arizona, calling the Sunbaked Fireworks Invitational for Explosion.com. If they go off, it's a run for your life. If they don't ignite, it's an art installation sponsored by Jehovah's Witness Protection. Disappear into the warm grip of the Lord at Jehovah's Witness Protection. This is Chet Waterhouse reminding you to play with pain.